Yo. We here. We are here. Back by popular demand, it's it's your boy, uh, McCarty, and your other boy, your less cool boy, Nate. Uh, we're here. We're doing this thing live. Uh, we record it live, and then you listen to it not live, because that's how that works. Um, this is the first of all podcast, and uh, the best part of your day is about to happen, I'd say. Uh, so you're welcome for that. Um, I don't know if that speaks po- to their day or to our ability. I would say a little bit of both, okay. you know, which, you know, probably your day is not going that great, but it's going to get better because we exist. So there's that. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, we do this every Thursday, except for the weeks that we don't. Uh, and that's one of those weeks is this week because it's Friday. Um, but nonetheless, the, the entertainment is here. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, if you want to get involved in our community, you can join the Facebook page. That's kind of the best way to stay up to date on uh, us and the community and where we post episodes and all that good stuff. Uh, so like and share on there if you can. Uh, and without further ado, we are going to change your day. We're going to make your day great starting right now. Nate, man, um, the reality is I just saw you yesterday, you know? Yeah, I was just and dropping you off at the airport. You were late, I might add, uh, which is my fault. Um, I did travel in the midst of all of this craziness, and uh, much to the chagrin of more people than I thought, uh, a.k.a. Nate's parents. Nate, would you like to enlighten the world on how vehemently opposed your parents were to me being there? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people in the world with different opinions about COVID right now. And obviously, McCarty and I um, weren't going to do anything crazy, like have a party by any means. But I haven't seen McCarty in a while. So he he came down. Him and I are both quarantined. So we were quarantining together because, you know, that's a thing that people do. Um, And, yeah, my parents were not happy about it. Um, But. Without saying this in a completely rude way, love my parents to death. It wasn't their decision. I am a grown man, so that's where we ended up. Um, and McCarty and I got to hang out. Yeah, that's true. And uh, like Nate said, uh, flights are cheap now. I'm not going to deny that. And I hadn't seen Nate in almost a year, like almost to the day, a year. And uh, just felt like I didn't have much else to do. It was a good time. For both of us, uh, both of us are working remotely right now, so we had some time to just chill during the day, um, and that's what we did, and it was great. Yeah, we had a we had a really good time. It was good to see you, McCarty. Um, we we didn't do a video. We always say every time we're together, we're going to do a video one. Um, I just think when we get together, podcast isn't the first thing on our minds, so we do apologize for making promises. Yeah, we have done that. I think it's twice we've done that, and. The first time I remember we talked about it and we were like, nah, we don't really feel like doing that. And then this time, like it just never crossed my mind. I, I just like never thought about it, never considered it. I just think we're building anticipation for our now thousands and thousands of listeners. So that's true. One day we'll have a studio. Yeah, you guys will get tired but of seeing as- us. <laughs> tired of seeing you. Well, not hey. me. Um, yeah, I did cut it close on my flights yesterday and not ashamed. Um, there are people in the world, Nate, 
And I, I actually don't know which one you fall into. I can guess, but I don't know for sure. But there's people that even if you fly a lot, they feel like you need to get to the airport, you know, four to eight hours early in case, you know, just in case they leave without you or they leave early, which for those that don't know, they would literally never do. Um, but there are people in the world that get there really early. And then there's people like me that have no intention of getting to the airport early um, for a number of reasons, but mostly because I know these days that security doesn't actually take that long. Uh, even a long line in security, they just got it down to such a science that it really doesn't take that long. And you don't really need to be there any earlier than when they start boarding, which is about 20 to 30 minutes before your flight actually leaves. So I cut it close, man. And I honestly never cut it as close as I did uh, yesterday with Nate. I think um, our boarding started at 12.05 and I showed up at the airport at noon, literally on the dot at noon. Um, And I have to give Nate credit. He sped the whole way very safely, I might add. uh, And we made really good time to the airport. But like I thought, you know, I mean, there's no one in the airport right now. It's a ghost town, uh, almost to the point where it's eerie. Um, but I got, I checked my bag, got through security and got to my gate by 12.05. And, uh, I think it takes some elite traveling to do that. I'm, I think, I think I'm right on that. I think, I think there are, th- I would just say for the sake of this, there's three types of people for what the example you're giving here. And I think that just say, we'll put times on them. There's a, you get there two hours before and beyond, or you get there an hour before, or you get there like you did when it's, it's boarding time. Like your plane might be boarding and you're just getting there. I would Mm -hmm. fall in the middle category. I think I play it safe, but I play, I'm also educated on flying and I've flown a lot. And the only reason I give it an hour and we got, we definitely got lucky. I always add an hour just for anything that could possibly go wrong. Yeah. I'm definitely one of those people that like kind of just trust the world. You know, me and the world are good friends. I'd say I'm really unlucky. So maybe, you know, that says something about my relationship with the world, but I think that uh, I usually just trust, you know, the things are going to go the way I hope that they do, which is, you know, false most of the time. But um, we did get lucky yesterday uh, I don't recommend cutting it that close. It's definitely not the most safe way to do it. But regardless, uh, I was able to make it back. And and I'll say, look, the this COVID thing is serious. It really is. And I'm not taking it as seriously as I should. Uh, I, I Again, because I trust the world to just not give it to me, you know, which I'm wrong about. But I didn't realize how serious it is until I got to the airport uh, whenever I flew. I think it was last Friday. Um I, I live in Atlanta and Atlanta's airport is the busiest airport in the world. And I took a Snapchat video and there was just no one, dude. I mean, there's just no one except workers at the airport. No one's flying. And it was just like so weird to be like the only person in this whole airport. My plane had 14 people on it uh, on my way to Indianapolis. Uh, on the way back is a little bit better, but uh, it was definitely a very strange feeling and something that I, I definitely underappreciated the effect, the effect that, uh, this COVID thing has had uh, on our society. So prayers to uh, those people that, you know, have been affected by it, whether it's their job or uh, their health or their someone they know. Uh, it's definitely a, a rough time. And um, Do take care of yourself. Do social distance. Do better than me and Nate, uh, though we're both happy and healthy now. Um, 
do better. Well, than and I, I kind of want to move it again to a more positive thing. I agree with everything you said. I just, I started thinking about airports when you were, when you were talking about the airports and do you agree with me that people sleep on airports? Like airports are pretty cool. Do you agree? Yeah, they are cool, but I've never understood. I know where this is going and I'll let you get there, but I, I don't understand why airports are so cool. So you elaborate and then I'll, I'll elaborate. Okay. And I'll just, I'll take O'Hare cause O'Hare will probably end up sponsoring this on this podcast. <laughs> Dude, Nate loves yeah, O'Hare. I love O'Hare. I, and I've been, to, I've been to some great airports. Amsterdam has one of the nicer airports I've, I, I've been to. It look, look, it's like a mall almost, but there's planes that fly out of it, which is cool. So it's like more mall than it is airplane, but that's where their airport is. But um, if you go to O'Hare, and, and O'Hare sometimes I like to get to a couple hours early or, you know, a good layover. I'm, I, I don't hate a good layover because what you what you do is you find a restaurant that's open. Maybe you eat in the restaurant. Maybe Maybe you grab some Wendy's and you sit down. But you always find a nice little corner spot. You plug your phone in. And you just watch you watch Netflix while you're eating your food, and I don't think that there are many things better than that. And then after that, you go sit in your boarding area and just grab some Auntie Anne's, you know, cinnamon pretzels, and there's your dessert. I just don't think you can beat that. Well, it sounds a lot like you've hung out in malls your whole life is really what it is, and then. You just happen to start flying to them instead of Yeah, driving. but I also think that you get to have the destination in mind as well. So there's excitement mixed in with mall-like things. Dude, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Like like massive, massive uh, airports that have these like mall-like feels to them. Uh, so here's one of them. Charlotte's another one. Dallas is another one where it's mostly mall and then you know there's there's airplanes there but it's like who has the time to go shopping at these like legitimate malls in the airport i've never spent more than i don't think i've spent more than maybe three hours total at an airport i remember one time i was there really late in newark i don't want to get into the story but i missed nate's wedding because of weather issues and i spent a lot of time at the airport trying to get there and that was the longest i'd ever spent at an airport and i'm like i wouldn't do this if i didn't have to so who's getting a layover and having to sit there for like four hours and has time to like go shopping or has the money that they're willing to spend in the airport on 100 overpriced stuff and then they just like spend all their money at the mall in the airport instead of spending it at their destination where they're going like none of that makes any logical sense to me yeah whatsoever. and those flights with those layovers are like the like the last minute forty dollar, forty dollar flights that are like, hey, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll, you know, put you in a plane across the country, but first you have to fly fifteen minutes away to this airport, and then mm -hmm. wait there for six hours. It's just like a strange. It's such a strange concept of like having, and clearly like they wouldn't be in the malls, or excuse me, they wouldn't be in the airports if they weren't making money. I've just never, it's never crossed my mind to buy anything at like those bag shops or like the electronic shops or the clothes shops. I just don't get who's spending money there. I really don't. Yeah. But then less surface level for me, it's just, you know, no, nobody knows yet an airport. That's always a good feeling for people. Like, you know, in New York, people can just get lost in New York. Nobody knows you. You can just, you know, do your own thing. 
but also you get to people watch and airports have some of the best people at them to watch. Oh, they definitely do. They got some, they, there's a lot of scared people and then there's a lot of people in and a you, hurry. Those are both very entertaining. People I love to the watch. scared people. The people in a hurry are, it's too braggy. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh shoot. I gotta be yeah. there. It's like, eh, you're not that important, but the scared people, they know themselves. And I, and I appreciate that. They are. They, they're great. So Nate, I want to talk about, um, the show that we watched and we watched a lot of TV, uh, while we were together because there's literally nothing else to do. And Lord knows I'm not going to sit there and talk to Nate. I do that enough and I don't need to do that any more than I already am. Um, but we watched the show Tiger King, which is correct me if I'm wrong, Nate, but the number one show in America, I don't know right? how Netflix does it. That's what they say. So I don't know if that means number one show in America on Netflix or like, it's just the, the most <coughs> currently. Yeah. And I mean, it, like you said, it's like Netflix specific, not that, you know, I mean, plenty of people are watching Netflix just like they're watching regular right. TV. So I guess we shouldn't nitpick that. But anyway, I'm not going to get into like what I'm not going to be a spoiler. That's annoying. Uh, but Tiger King is about uh, this like it's about an industry I didn't even know warranted a documentary series. But it's about uh, zoos like personal zoos uh, in the country and like where you can go to visit them. Not like you know, the Cincinnati zoo or the Indianapolis zoo, it's like personal owned zoos that these people have. And the main character of this show is, uh, called Joe exotic. And again, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's a show on Netflix. You can watch it easily, but it is also the dumbest thing I think I've ever watched in my life. Now I couldn't turn it off. We watched, I think there's seven episodes. We watched it in two days, but I, I can't believe I dedicated that much time in my life to a show that actually has no, I mean, just the dumbest show ever. So my question is, because I know we're going to, we're going to have to talk about this for a minute. My question is, is it good these days to make a really good show and some people watch it or a show that you can't turn off because it's so, I don't know, bad or different, however you want to interpret it, that everybody is watching it. What's better? It's like a, that's like a, yeah, it's like a chicken and the egg question. It's like, it, it, are you wanting to produce like high quality art with your production or are you just trying to sell or you trying to make money, right. you know? And this show 100% is just trying to make money because it was, uh, do, I, do you agree, Nate, that it was stupid? I can't tell you. I, I was so happy with the way that it was filmed that the content wasn't like, I can't believe I'm watching this right now because I just loved how it was filmed, which I think I mentioned a few times. <laughs> you did mention that. There's like parts in the show where these characters that the show is about, they're characters. I mean, that's literally what it is. They're human beings, but it seems like they're acting almost because of like how outrageous the whole thing is. But they would like these people that love to toot their own horn or like tell you how to do your job. And so they would catch these people on camera like, I want to get the shot like this. And then they do the shot and it's basically making fun of them. And like the, the producers were great, but I think they would only do that because the, sh the whole thing was stupid. So it just like went f j right in line with like the whole premise of the show. But this show was 100% made just to make money. And it, it will. I mean, it's the number one show in America. It's great. 
entertainment, but then you, at the end of it, you're like, I can't believe I just devoted that much time. And I feel like I lost brain cells from just watching something so stupid. Well, and the craziest part about it to me was, I mean, I love the film work and everything, but the craziest part to me was it wasn't a made up TV show. Like these people exist. They're, they're in real life. And right now I'm not going to say where they are in life, but right now, like they are super popular. They're, they're trending on like, social media um people are looking into their story i think an investigation was actually reopened from a long time ago because of this documentary it's crazy to me that these people are uh, like they're actually alive and everything on that show i mean i'm sure it was embellished a little bit but everything on that show was like footage that actually happened um and information they actually got so that's why i thought it was so interesting because it wasn't like reality tv you know like jersey shore you know they're just crazy whatever your opinion is on that show it was actually like these people are um actually this way and there are people like this in the world and sometimes you want to know it unless you watch a show like this oh that's exactly what it was it was more like educational i guess than anything because like you mentioned jersey shore like okay jersey shore in all of its glory is like those people are acting essentially like they know they're on camera they know that people are watching him and they love their behavior. Like it's all very much exaggerated. This show was just a documentary about people living this insane lifestyle that genuinely in their minds was like the best thing ever. Like they didn't see it as crazy, but when you watch it, it makes you feel so good about yourself as a normal human that you don't live and act and talk and conduct business the way that they do. It's, it's just insane. And also like, you can tell by the name of the show, but it's about tigers and like who would have known that there were so many tigers in America. I mean, I would have never even guessed. Yeah. That. And I, I just think, you know, Southern States, man, letting this stuff happen the way that it happened. Like you're in just the, like the boondocks for these shows uh, or these characters, these mm-hmm. zoos. So like, even if you're in those States, sometimes like we have one in Indiana, I didn't even know we had a tiger, uh, tiger zoo in Indiana. Did you know that McCarty? Definitely and this not. guy from Indiana is actually on the show um, for, for he, he gets quite a bit of FaceTime on the show. And so I'm just thinking, you know, in these states, there's some people even in the states that live um, in these states and they don't know that there's a tiger zoo in um, in their own state. And one of the things that they showed on the, they showed on the show is that. At some point, this guy had 37 animals on his property or something like that, a big number, and just went crazy and released them all in Ohio. I think that was a news story actually a while back. Um, but that's like where cops were starting to get fearful and stuff, that if one of these people got disgruntled enough that they would just release all their animals. Um, and that's a scary thing, especially if they're, you know, hundreds of tigers. Right. Yeah, it's it's wild, dude. I mean – Again, I don't want to be a spoiler, but this show is so crazy. It's about just the dumbest things of all time. And so I encourage you to watch it so that we could, you know, discuss how stupid it is. But, you know, it's very entertaining. That's kind of the point of it. And like Nate said, there's this other show on Netflix. Highly, highly, highly recommend this one uh, just from like an educational standpoint. But uh, there's a show called How to Make a Murderer, and it's so good. It's a documentary series about a murder in um, upstate uh what is it i think it's a uh, wisconsin and the whole premise of the show is to show you that like 
crazy the craziest stuff happens in the middle of nowhere and just people that aren't like super educated or really uh smart or affluent like the craziest stuff just happens to those people stuff that would never happen anywhere else and that's what tiger king is like it's one's in oklahoma he mentioned one's in indiana one's in um south carolina just in the middle of nowhere it's like only something like this could take place in those areas and that's why i avoid those places truthfully i'm terrified of going somewhere without civilization yeah and it's not just southern i shouldn't say that there there are weird parts to every state we just we just have to get that out there southerns are most well southerners are most fun to make fun that's true and i'm a northerner so that's what i would say yeah. It took me a while, you know, took me getting out of the South to realize how hilarious Southern people actually are. And sometimes they're like actually hilarious, uh, not like weird hilarious. Yeah, like me. You're funny. You know, those people are like, it, it's it's so funny, but you're laughing at them. You're not really laughing with them. And I don't think they know that. Yeah. I think sometimes Nate's laughing at me, but that's a different conversation. Um, I want to go over my list of hobbies that uh, I think – you know, we said on this on this podcast before that it's more of a TED talk. You know, uh, it's it's it, it's us sharing life and advice and, and stuff for you to learn from, so that you don't you know live in the dark. And so we want to give you a list of hobbies that you can take up now that you are quarantined at home. Uh, and a lot of us are working remote now with. Not a lot to do. And I will say, you know what? I'm about to get off on a tangent. It just hit me. And Nate is different, thinks differently about this than I do. So this will be interesting. But one of my biggest pet peeves in the life is when people try to act like they're more busy than they are. And the reality is, in a lot of our jobs, you only need about like maybe at maximum like four hours a day to do your job, really. If you think you need more, you either work too slow and not efficient or you're just in a really busy time of your year and there's going to be other times of your year where you slow down. And I'd say on average, you only need about four hours. So now that we're all working remote, you get even less work to do and you're less busy. So you actually have nothing going on. So if you call your friend in the middle of the day and they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm so busy or I can't talk at work or whatever. They're lying because we all have so much time. And I know for a fact because me and Nate spent about 95% of our time together this past week doing nothing. And that's just the reality of what this, you know, this new culture that we've created based on this COVID thing. You just don't have a lot going on and there's nothing to be ashamed about. It's just the reality. So don't lie about it to your friends and your coworkers because you got nothing to do. That's just a fact. It's okay. That was a side note. Nate, agree. I do agree. I just would play more up the efficiency side of it and not like, we don't have enough to do. It's just, you're not as efficient. You're stretching your four hours and eight hours when you could get it done in four hours. So it's all about efficiency really. And not like you don't have enough to do. Well, also That's some true. people don't, I, I can think of very specific examples that I won't name. Um, but what I was talking about is hobbies. And I wrote down a list of things that you could do. And then Nate's going to give us some of his as well. Um, to just get you through the day. You know, there's a lot of time in the day. We're bored most of it. Um, so things like sleeping could be good. Now's a good time to catch up on sleep. Uh, you're probably only getting about eight hours a night. Now, you know, in the day you could get another three. You know what? You don't know what your life's like when you get 11 hours of sleep a day. 
So I highly recommend that. You could do some walking, perhaps, because I know a lot of you guys are bums and you don't do a lot of walking. And I don't either, okay? I don't go out for long walks or hikes or whatever you want to call it, but I do go to the gym. And now that the gyms are closed, I got to walk instead. And I don't love it. I don't love it. But it's nice to get outside. You could jog in place, perhaps. Maybe get a jump rope, switch it up a little bit. You could memorize a book of the Bible. You know, that would be the worst. It's very boring, but also very beneficial. So just those are some 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 ideas that I have. Nate, what else? Do you um, I, I have a couple, a few, actually a few. A couple is two, two or is two. Is that right? Yeah. My mom used to say couple is two and a couple of is more than two, which is made up. But I believe that for about 19 years. Is that life. a couple dash a apostrophe a what is that? I'm thinking is C-O-U-P-L-A. Oh, Cupla. it's just one word. Yeah, and that means more than two. She told me that one time, and I believe it. Well, um, I'll say a few things I have, and mostly they involve food. I'm going to try to build a garden, and as McCarty can attest, um, during this time that, I have, that I'm at home, I, the garden will probably be nice. But uh, as soon as I go back to work, um, it's probably going to get destroyed. I just won't take care of it. Um, the other two are, and this is something that I've actually done in the past. If you want to know how bored I've been when you're making food in the toaster, um, get with your, whoever's, whoever you're quarantined with, just grab somebody and put your faces over either side of the toaster and like right above it. And when they pop, whoever flinches, you know, they have to do something crazy. Okay. Or just do it yeah. and see if you you don't flinch because I flinch every time because you never know when it's going to go. There is never a setting has never worked on a toaster. It's always a different time than the time before it. I know that that's a fact. <laughs> don't you think? I, I agree, bro. Bro, I was cooking a bagel this morning. I was toasting a bagel this morning. I swear I sat there for ten minutes. Well, nobody touches the dials. Everybody's like, you know what? That's the one it came on. That's the one I first started using. I'm going to keep it at that time, even if they have to do it twice even if they have to put it down twice they're not changing the setting have you ever i've never changed no, the setting absolutely not. and even no you're not changing bagel the setting is a different time if you put a stopwatch down and hit bagel one time it's going to be different another time i don't know why but um anyway it scares me every time it's a little mini game you can play and then the uh the last thing is just you know when you're ordering food if you're ordering food or anything just take a couple extra minutes and talk to the person who's uh, getting your food ready I think that's a simple one. That's a good one. That's good for human contact, you know, stay six feet and all the things. Um, you could play – I like the toaster one. You could um, try sitting in different places in your apartment. It may feel – you know, a change of scenery is always nice. Uh, you could try sleeping at the other end of your bed if you really that wanted to be, change it up and that get might crazy. Be I, that's, yeah, that's a little psychotic, but, you know, you never know. Or maybe, you know, use your use your 75-inch TV as a computer screen one day. You know, just do, st do, do different things. See what life is like on the other side. And if you don't like it, you can always change it back. You know, we're not opposed to that. We just, we just want you guys to be entertained during this time of sadness and sickness. Uh, but also, you know, you have a lot of time on your hands. And we want to make sure you use McCarty, that. McCarty, do you have a side of the bed? Say you're looking at the bed. Do you have a side of it? that is yours no dude i don't and uh there's a very specific reason and that's because i live alone and always have so 
Um, I would say my side of the bed is whatever one I wake up on because it's my bed. And I'm okay. Well, if you ever have sleepovers, just leave it there. If you ever have sleepovers, which side of the bed? Adult sleepovers. Um, let's see. Right side. Just if I had to guess, I've never done one of those, but if I, yeah, like if I was going to, I think I would well, do my the right wife side. is um, just gets confused by me because I am always uh, I have to be on one side of the bed for the bed that we have, but if I go to a hotel, it's more about the position of the bed on which side I sleep on. Does that make sense? It does make sense, and it's scaring me a little bit because you well, sound like I, a psycho. I think at hotels I like being closer to the lamp, so more towards the middle if it's a, a two queen room. Um, but at my house, I do the opposite. So it's just it's it's like I'm, uh, you know, you're a, you're a, you're a situational, I'm a situational sleeper. sleeper. I think that's a good way to put it. You know, my dad said one time um, he was ta- I think he was talking to my younger sister about you know how to how to find her husband, and not a great conversation to have because like you know he's only been married once, so really what does he know? You know he's only did it once and he got it right the first time, so I uh, can't really comment much on it, but. He said that uh, one gentlemanly thing to do uh, as your husband or as your significant other is for the man to sleep near closest to the door. And uh, that's asinine, I will say, um, something I've never thought about. And secondly, I understand – well, it's misogynistic you know, to think that a woman can't handle herself if somebody came in the door. But also, I promise you, I'm not going to do anything. What do I look like? What am I going to defend? If I, just because I'm close to the door, now I'm just going to try to negotiate with them whether I'm close or not. So I don't think it matters. That's the at same all. thing with the if you're out walking with your, you know, your girl, whatever her title would be, um, you have to walk on the the inside on the inside of like towards the road. Yeah, yep. yeah, same thing. It's like you know, what am I going to do? I'm going to get run over, yeah, or like, she's going to get run over. Like it's not going to be not good that either way. Far from me. And also, like, I'm not going to be able to stop the car, (laughs) whether I'm inside or outside. Super, super weird tangent, but uh, I think my dad's wrong about that. I'm going to wrap up because we're actually over time uh, already. Guys, thanks for listening. Uh, As always, um, this is Nate and McCarty, also known as the First of All podcast. Um, Don't know if we said it this week or not, but we say it a lot. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week, uh, and we do this every week. Make sure you like and sub- and uh, share the Facebook page. Um, and that's all we got for this week. So we will.